Welcome back to the podcast. Hopefully everybody out there is having a good day, feeling good, you know what I mean, going through life. I'm feeling a little drained today. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to bring the house down a little bit, but I'm feeling drained. And yeah, you know, it's one of those things I just go through. Uh, The beginning of the day really felt long and it felt kind of just like never ending. And now is similar. Where it just feels like, when is this going to be over, you know? Although, it really hasn't been that hard. In terms of actually like overcoming things and going through things, it hasn't been that crazy or that hard. So I'm kind of just like, I'm playing it out, you know? And, yeah, I, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact of expectation. You expect something to be a certain way, and when it's not, you get pissed or you get upset and I definitely got upset when things were taking longer or things were going shorter but I knew I had to stay longer you know what I mean all that getting really riled up in my head I I couldn't take it anymore and I really I really get annoyed by it it's okay though you know that's okay it's not one of those things where it actually affects my decision making if that makes sense you know Something that just affects my mind a little bit, but not my decision making. And I'm not the type of person to do that. You know, it hasn't really been happening for a while, so. There you go. I'm happy with myself. And I'm surprised. I really am. I'm surprised and happily excited about the fact of moving forward. Like, this is great already. Awesome. But moving forward, it's going to be crazy. And. It's like, where do we go from here? Where do, where can, what's the heights that we can reach, you know? And as you guys have known, I've been watching The White Lotus. Fantastic, fantastic show. And I'm on the last episode now. So the next time I produce music tomorrow, I'm going to be on the last episode. You know, just like, come on. It feels like there should be more. I'm like, I want more of this. It's so good. And, yeah, it's just upsetting. It really is just upsetting because I'm like, I'm almost done. A big thing I did take away from the show was authenticity. Because a lot of the characters are not authentic. A lot of the characters are not real and true. And right now with you, I mean, the point of this podcast is to be authentic and to show my future self how things really were. And obviously you guys too, about how things were back in the day when I was on my hustle phase, you know, going through the struggle and going through those long days. And so being authentic as possible, I think harm can come out of that. You know, dangerous things can come out of that. It's like honesty, right? Being honest can be a dangerous, dangerous thing. And being dishonest, it's like, that's playing with fire now. And honesty is the fire. You're just playing with honesty that makes sense and authenticity goes the same way a lot of people I meet or I have met in the past who taught me a lot about about what it means to be authentic were ironically people who weren't authentic they would be people who you know either maybe didn't like themselves or didn't like certain things about the way they looked in front of other people so they would put on this mask this mask covering Every insecurity covering every, every 
little thing that they think they have wrong with themselves. And it never works. You never really do get away with it. And it's unfortunate. I honestly wish... I wish you would. I wish it was that easy. You could just be fake. And everybody would just believe. And no one would judge. And you'd be safe. Unfortunately, it doesn't work that way. And authentic or inauthentic, people are still going to judge. And if you're afraid of that, then... You know, I had to tell myself when I was getting nervous about what other people think. I had to tell myself, you know, then don't talk to people. Which, to a certain extent, isn't incorrect. Yeah, don't talk to certain people you don't really care enough about for them to judge you. If my family's judging me, I know it's going to be constructive. Always. I'm lucky like that. I'm lucky to have a family like that, that when they judge me or they have these moments I know they're not hating on me or jealous of me so I spend a lot of time with them I spend a lot more time with them than I do other people that I don't 100% know that for a fact that they're gonna judge me constructively or feel comfortable enough to tell me the things that they'd be judging me about so I can fix them right I mean it's so valuable to have authentic people in your life or people who are authentic around you. It's it's a different mode. And you guys have probably felt this too with friends that you've been close with since you were a little kid. Because when you're a little kid, there is no such thing as being fake. I think a lot of fakeness for teenagers comes from the embarrassment that they didn't feel when they were a little kid. Let me explain. The I think, uh, at least for me... I remember I had moments of this, and I've seen other people have um, have this to a, to a much, much higher extent. So what would happen is that I would go and say something when I was a little kid that maybe was a little, um, maybe it was a little bit, you know, too much or eccentric, whatever it is. And I'd say it, and... What I realized is, years later, months later, whatever it is, that I shouldn't have said that. And I'd get really cringe about the thought of saying that in the first place. And who would say that? What type of person? Ah, just trying to shake it off, a memory that you can never shake off. And that kind of stirred insecurity for me. So now if I'm fake or if I don't say these ideas, if I suppress these ideas in front of certain people, which I think is okay. It's okay to suppress some ideas in front of certain people. And... If I do that, if I suppress certain ideas in front of certain people, then what's going to happen? All those notions that they have of me, all these notions that I have of myself will go away. So I won't speak. I won't say anything. And you see this a lot with teenagers now where they're not kids anymore. They're not curious anymore. Curiosity died because what comes with curiosity is a real buttload (laughs) of fear. Because it's scary to be curious. Wondering why? Wondering why is what... It's what everyone is scared of, I think. I think think everyone is scared to know why. Certain conspiracy theorists feel like that, where they need to know why, and they're so curious. And when they find out why, it's for better or for worse. You might not find what you want to see. Whether it's in yourself or in another person. When I would get really curious about people when I was younger, I'd get, just like any kid, I would get curious about 
people, when I say younger, I'm talking like teenage age, and I'll get really curious about certain people and be like, wow, he's so cool, right? She's awesome, whatever it is. What I noticed was patterns starting, started to repeat. Certain patterns would just keep repeating, and I'd be like, well, that's the same as that person, and it created judgment in my mind, which is interesting. Because I still have that certain judgment, and I don't know if it's right or wrong to have that judgment for people where, you know, I've seen this before. And now almost every person I see, I, I know the story. The next thing you're going to say, I'm going to say, because I already know. And it kind of you come off as a know-it-all, and you feel like one. It doesn't feel good to be a know-it-all. You know, it doesn't feel good to be correct all the time. Because sometimes you don't really want to believe this is true. And you hope this person or these people are better than you. Not just as good as you, but better than you. And doing better than you. And want the best for you. That's what I want. I want people to want the best for me just as much as I want the best for them. And not feel bad when I succeed. And vice versa. I won't feel bad if you succeed. I'll feel happy for you. But for some reason, that's a rare, it's a bit of a rare thought in my mind or in my life it's a rare thought to see people who I know for a fact are going to be happy for my success and really I'm happy for everyone's success especially if that was what they want wanted and more deeper it's what they thought they should have oh yeah it's fantastic you know you're moving forward great so I know that was a bit of a story, but I, I want to tell another one. I want I want to tell a story about um, about something interesting. I don't really talk about this much, but I mentioned working out here and there, and working out to me, for me, working out is it's a lifestyle. It is it's something that changed my life forever. And I started working out about twelve or thirteen years old to impress a girl always, and it wasn't one girl, but it was you know. I want to look like the guy who can uh, impress any girl. So I get in shape. And I wasn't in great shape. I was only like 13 or 14, but I have a big body. So I looked like I was in really good shape. And what happened was I went through flux moments where I'd go to the gym heavy. And I was pretty big. I mean, I had big arms. Like, it was nice. What happened was during COVID, I did a big workout streak and stopped. I say like that's a bad decision, but I was focusing on other stuff about getting dedicated in my mind, so I don't really regret much about that. And I gained all the way up to 250 pounds. I was around 210. I went from 210 to 250. Now, like I said, I'm a big body, but I'm not that big of a body. <laughs> I was not used to being that way. I didn't realize how much I did weigh. When I stepped on that scale, it said around 252, I think. I dumbfounded I'm not 252 of muscle like right now I weigh a lot too but it feels more of muscle I can do a bunch of pull-ups I'm great right now I'm doing great but back then it was I was just sloppy no cardio nothing and I realized it and I realized what I had to do and what I had to do was get in shape and so I set it up for myself and I was already knee-deep into like uh, dedication in my mind knee-deep Already understanding how to be dedicated and what it takes. So I said, okay, this is a new journey. It's going to be a new project. Let's do it. 
And it was. So I dropped around 50 pounds. I think it was 65 actually, but we'll say like 60 or 50 pounds in six months. I think it was six months and it was insane. So by the summer, I was in great shape, best shape I was in my life. I mean, Jesus. Uh, I had the abs a little bit. They were coming in a little bit and the arms, chest, everybody was telling me how big I was. Like, dude, you're insane. And that journey, sometimes I forget moments because in the beginning of that journey, what happened was I would realize how, how bad I was doing. I was like, Oh God, this is not working. This is not working. This is not working. And I remember it was really two forty-eight. That was like the goal number to lose down to 238. So the eight was that number. I would just get down to 188 or 198. So I was around 248. I get down to 238 pretty easily. I don't remember it being crazy. And I would box and shadow box every day, vigorously yelling, doing whatever I have to do. And every day, like this was not a three times a week. This was an everyday thing. And in the beginning, I remember doing weight training three times a week. Then I started doing it almost every day. And but cardio was every day. And I remember getting down to 228. And I went out to eat with my friend because I was on a diet, crazy diet. It was like, I mean, it was a lot of food. I, w I wasn't not eating. I was definitely getting over 2000 calories, but it was, I was counting calories, you know? And there was a moment where I started to be like, okay, well, I'm eating too little now. I started getting under 2000 and I was like, all right, this is getting, I was getting so hungry and so, so hungry that I was just depleted. And really the lesson that I got out of it was once I hit 213, God, I remember this vividly. I hit 213. I stepped on the scale and it said 213 pounds. And this was insane for me because I came all this way. I mean, I'm 213 pounds. Holy crap. But I was upset because it was already my third day in a row, not eating that much. I mean, eating like minimal just to keep my energy up. And it was already the third day. I was 213 pounds again. All I wanted to go was go from 213, just get me to 208 because that would be like 40 pounds. So please just get me to 208 and it would not happen. And it, like I said before, it did not dictate my decision. It did not di dictate my decision at all. I kept moving forward and every single day kept working and working and working. And it was actually the day after that I dropped. Now, here's what's interesting. It was just water weight. <laughs> I was just holding in a lot of pee. I mean, not on purpose, but I was drinking a lot more water and it was just water weight. And then I dropped from 213 to 208 in one day. It's like, oh, all right. Yeah, that makes sense now. I'm like, oh, okay. But you feel like you're staying in the same place. I feel like I'm walking in circles, like the loops I make on my beats. I feel like I'm walking in circles, but really, it's really a step forward. It just feels like you're walking in circles. And that feeling sometimes can... That feeling can overwhelm you and overwhelm me to the point where you get to a dark place and I, I got to a dark dark place where I, I couldn't do anything I was like 
All I want is just to get to 208. That's it, please. And it was just water weight. I was already at 208. Like, I was the same person. Was I a different person at 208 than I was at 213? No, same person. You know, it taught me a lot. It just felt like this is, this is so, this is not a measure of anything. You can't measure anything from day to day. Nothing. You can only measure small progresses. I think, I think. So far in my journey, I'm, I'm realizing this. And in my weight loss journey, I definitely took that out and took that lesson forward. And I think a part of my journey is interesting because in the beginning of my day, I feel like no one cares. And what I mean by that is everybody is asleep. I work early in the morning. I don't have somebody to cry to, quote unquote, not literally cry to, but you know what I mean. I don't have someone to to cry like a baby to. I don't have someone to complain to. I don't have someone to to hug and say, oh, no, it's just so hard. None of that. None of that. I have none of that. So instead, I just work. And when you do have someone that cares for you, it can bring a lot of great things. I do believe it can. You know, when you have someone really caring for you, it can bring a lot of great things, but what can come from it is the the biggest, the, when I say the biggest, I mean the biggest, the biggest danger to time management, and that's comfort. It can bring comfort. And comfort's not bad. You know, I don't want to say comfort's bad or you shouldn't have any comfort. I don't want to tell you what to do, but... For me, comfort has been something that I've been trying to avoid lately. I can't. I can't I can't avoid it lately, you know. Even like sitting down. I don't really sit down anymore unless I'm working. I don't really sit down anymore. I like to pace and just walk around my house. So I'm always moving. I'm always ideas are always flowing, you know? I don't ever want to feel just comfortable. And people that care for you want you to feel comfortable. That's not bad. It's not wrong at all. You know, just make me feel, make me feel comfortable. That's okay during Christmas. But in the morning, I have, I have nobody. It's just me and me. Problem solving. And trying to make it through the day and any type of negotiations just don't work. I mean, I don't even think I let negotiations through the door. I don't. I don't even let negotiations go to the brain. You know what I mean? For me, it's like, it's not even an option to negotiate or anything like that. I have a lot to do and I have a lot to get done. Let's get it done. You know? And, and even today was similar. It's like, I really, if only I can negotiate. <laughs> it's like, I'm not negotiating with myself. I can't do that. I'm not that guy. I'm the guy that just gets it done. And hopefully you can become that too, you know? So I'm going to end the podcast here. I hope you guys had a great day and have a great rest of your day. I know I am. So (laughs) on that note, see you guys next time.